Welcome to our continuing special build coverage, episode number 154. In this episode, we have Clint Ruckus and Michael Crump, technical product managers at Microsoft that look after the Universal Windows platform. This episode of the MS Dev Show is brought to you by Aspose, the market leader of .NET and Java APIs for file business formats. Natively work with DocX, XSLX, PPT, PDF, MSG, MPP, image formats, and many more. Welcome to our special build coverage. In this episode, we have Clint Rutkus and Michael Crump, technical product managers at Microsoft that look after the universal Windows platform. How's it going, guys? It's going good. It's going great. Awesome. So, Carl, what's going on? I'd just like to mention again that we have our brand new Slack channel. You can sign up for it at slack.msdevshow.com. We've had quite a few people sign up already in the week that it's been open as of when we record this. So we invite everybody uh, who listens, who wants to be part of the community, who wants to just talk to other people who are developers or developer-minded. It's a great place to get together and have all sorts of uh, discussions and uh get to know uh, everybody else who's uh, listens to MS Dev Show better. Yep. And where are we going to be later this year after build? Yeah, we just uh, coordinated that we are going to be at that conference in the Wisconsin Dells area. Uh, we've been there the last two years in some way, shape or form. Uh, you missed last year, Jason, yep. but you're going to be there this year. So we're both going to be there. We will both be recording and doing awesome stuff. And we just want to meet you guys out there. So if you can make it to uh, the Dells, it's a fun place to take your family, very family friendly oriented. They have a water park where if you uh, book your hotel at that hotel, you get a water park pass with that complimentary. So your family can uh, be hitting that up during the day while you're learning some techie goodness. Absolutely. Don't forget the bacon. And the yes. bacon. Yes. Bacon. Lots of bacon. Every meal. There's bacon <laughs> and a bacon bar towards the end. Yep. Bacon, 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 bacon. bacon bar? Oh, no one told me that. I yeah. They actually, when I, when I went, they actually had a, uh, they were, they were doing the roasting thing right there. <laughs> yeah. They, they have the pig roast as well. Yeah. That, that was, that was pretty awesome. <laughs> So you got to um, get that into your budget there, Clint. Yep. <laughs> so uh, if any of you want to continue that conversation and chat with us about either event uh, build or that conference, um, I've actually set up channels on our Slack page. So if you go to that slack.msdevshow.com, uh, you can g- jump into one of those channels. You know, if you don't, if you're not quite sure what to, what to talk about, you can jump into one of those specific channels and chat with us. So if you have, if you're interested in being on the show for that conference or you want us to talk to you at build or, you know, whatever, uh, we have specific channels for those events. So Carl, what do we have for the comment of the week? The comment of the week is once again uh, brought to you by Aspose. Uh, and the commenter this week gets a developer small business license for Aspose.total for .NET, which includes all of the Aspose.NET products in one package. And this week, uh, Dwight Gappa emailed us. And uh, apparently a little while ago, we were talking about TVs and about how 4K content uh, can sometimes look just the same as 1080p. Mm-hmm. And he had a little discussion about that. Uh, but we also he also brought up last episode um, as of when we recorded this because this is going to be out of order a little bit. Uh, <laughs> we talked about um, not having the job you want, and he had a very specific question that I think I'd like to bring up. It, when it comes to work life balance and 
taking time outside of work to get professional development skills, uh, you know, how much effort should you put into that? Mm -hmm. Um, was his question. So, uh, do any of you guys have any thought like, you know, how, how much effort do you put in outside of work and still maintain work-life balance, uh, for your careers? Well, I think, I think the, the simple answer is like, how bad do you want to be doing something different or, you know, it's, it's really up to you, right? So if you, if you want to have very good work-life balance, then, you know, when five o'clock rolls around, uh, run out the door and, and don't do anything at home. So, you know, I don't, I don't think there is one answer for, for anybody. Um, you know, the, the guy that we were talking about on the last episode, um, you know, he was, he was in a job that he didn't want and he wanted to switch careers. So, you know, him spending massive amounts of time on something completely different, you know, he was sacrificing that work-life balance to, to get the job that he wanted. So it, it made sense. So you really have to find, uh, you really have to find the balance there. And for me, it just, it like comes in waves. I will do a lot of work, um, you know, outside of working hours, um, and work on, you know, personal projects. And then I'll go months without doing any of that. Cause I focus on family. So, you know, I think it's just, it's a balancing act. I don't know if you guys have any comments. Yeah. I, I mean, I also, I, I think it's, it's the same way. It's a complete balancing act. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that it's really normal and natural for me when I get home to go ahead and open, crack the laptop, you know, back open again and start going to like, like last night. Exactly. <laughs> you start doing a little bit of work or then you just go ahead and you start looking and reading like, you know, hacker news or some of the latest like, you know, websites to try to try to get up to speed. And then yeah. you got to make sure you take care of, you know, family obligations and things like that. So I think it's a big kind of balancing act that everybody, everybody is, is not really that one size fits all. It's kind of, again, what do you think is best for and I know whenever I'm trying to ramp up new technology, I'll watch some videos. I try to incorporate that in my daily daily life. Like get on the treadmill. Uh, I'm on the treadmill, and when I'm on the treadmill, I try to try to do stuff some other times. Mm-hmm. I, I would say another big one is, is like developers occasionally have crunch mode. So uh, you have you should have that conversation with your management and say, Hey, I I'm crunching. I expect you know to to be able to go home at three o'clock come in late uh you know next couple of weeks forward like mm-hmm. for us summer tends to be a bit of a uh, a lull so occasionally if it's nice outside i'm gonna go home a bit earlier than yeah normally. um right now we're at bill so i'm i'm you know as you guys have seen the wonderful toy that we'll talk about um we're i'm trying my best to be sure that's polished so come build it looks amazing yeah um so i'm willing to put in the extra time and effort and the same thing goes with learning it's if it doesn't directly relate to my job. I will go and do my best to learn it outside of work and and figure out what works best. Like, if is taking an hour during the weekend to learn something new and cool for the for the next month, it's four hours total. Like, that's totally new. Yeah, and we all want to be the best at our craft, yeah. right? I mean, there's a lot. We've seen lots of software craftsmanships, guides, and calendars, and things of that nature. We want to we want to be the best in some hours yeah at least it does for yeah no i like that that you know it's a, it's that give and take and i had so i'm i'm usually the one that that gives a lot and then and then i'm usually not taking um it was actually recently um i had i had a whole bunch of stuff that i had to work on and and uh you know it was it was it, 
I was having a hard time finding like time to sleep. <laughs> you know, I was going to bed late every night and then I had to get up early. And, uh, what I ended up doing for, for basically two days is I, cause I knew I had a trip. I had to actually leave on a Saturday. I blocked off those two days and I ended up, you know, working probably about half the day, but I blocked off the entire day. And I just, it just said, uh, what did I say on there? I said block for sanity was the, <laughs> the, the thing I put on there. That way I didn't have any random meetings on there. And that, that's a know, valid reason. Yeah. yeah. And that's, and that's how I, that's how I found my balance was, was doing that. Back to self-care. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you don't take care of yourself, sometimes nobody else will. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Even sanity wise, like I know I'll, I'll do this and I, uh, I know my boss does. That. I'm assuming you do this as well as so we have literally, we block off our calendars for yeah. work. Yeah. Like no meetings. Meetings is, is forbidden. So. Yeah. No, that's a, that's definitely a good strategy as well. So, um, anything else you want to mention there, Carl? Yeah, uh, the only thing I'd like to mention is like there's there's sometimes where you might be not actively honing, but I, I use uh, like times when I'm working, exercising, otherwise where my hands and feet are occupied, but my mind's available to listen to podcasts like this one in order to get up to speed. Mm-hmm. Um, that way, when it's time to spend time with the family, then I can spend time with the family. But if I'm out just doing chores, mowing the lawn, going on a run. I can listen and still learn at the same time. So sometimes it's, you know, finding how can you multitask in a way that's going to be beneficial for you. Exactly. So if you want to get mentioned on the show, like Dwight, send us an email to feedback at msdevshow.com or comment on Facebook, YouTube, or Stitcher. We really like those five-star iTunes reviews. Okay, perfect. And we're skipping the news this week. If people are wondering what's going on, we're going to jump right into the topic because really the new segment uh, on on the build series is just going to be build, build, build. And more building. (laughs) Building build. Behind the scenes, the build build of Windows. Yeah. So today we're actually talking about uh, Windows Template Studio. So what what is this thing? I'll let you take it. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> Windows Template Studio is a, an idea that we we came up with after uh, we had Michael actually went and created a, a a file new app, and to build up the scaffolding and everything you need took much longer than what you were expecting. And it's same with me. It, it, it's trying to figure out like what's the best practice for A versus B. Do you like which is the best model? To no, yeah, and and for that, it, a lot of that came with uh, my son was wanting to get into software development. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, heck yeah, let's do this. And so we started laying down the scaffolding for an MVM flat application and putting in, you know, kind of the hamburger menu and so forth. Sorry to interrupt, but your your Skype is cutting you off a little bit. So if you could, I don't know, talk a talk a little bit louder. I think you're not quite going over its threshold. Yes, very, very close. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so yes. Uh, so I'm going to go back and go back a tiny bit here. Sure. Uh, so my son was wanting to create a, a, an application. And I was obviously like any dad, I was like, heck yeah, let's do this. And so he uh, he started looking at, you know, we were opening Visual Studio. We we're creating a UWP project. And the thing that I noticed was that in order for us to kind of get started and start building an application, the amount of work that actually had to be put in place, going from adding references to adding pages to wiring up the pages to go into a back button, going back navigation ex- service, exactly theming. navigation service theming. There was all of these things, and then there was persisting data. You know, back to where you know you 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 change your settings to like the dark theme or light theme, and then you went to persist So I was learning all of these new sort of things, and so from there, you know, Lynn and I both sharing our experiences. 
And we both had the same sort of thought. Yeah. So the thought was, hey, we can make templates and credit games. It, it, it was Windows 10, the templates, they were on 8, Windows 8. Oh, you're, you're getting quiet again, sorry. All right. So the templates were yeah. removed in Windows uh, uh, 10 for file new. So we're thinking, what's a great way to add them back in? And we started thinking, like, this could be done programmatically, and we could probably pick and choose your own adventure here. So what could we do to make this into the world's best experience? And we were kind of uh, looking around, and we saw Windows Template Studio. It kind of does this already, and our team actually yeah. controls Windows Template Studio. So we were like, well, could we make this become the next like evolution of Windows uh, App Studio. So we made Windows App Studio. Basically, we removed a lot of the stuff that a developer would not want and made it much more uh, uh, dynamic. Uh, we actually rewrote the generation engine and everything. So now it produces crisp code and does everything you want. And it's, it's highly adaptable as well. So if I can add on to that one piece, mm-hmm. imagine a world where you go file, new, project, you select UWP, and then from there, you are able to add in which framework you would like, from MVVM, Byte, to Code Behind, to just if you just want basic vanilla MVVM, to start adding in the different types of pages that you want, and then the developer features and the consumer features, and then it's spit out. I think that's a, a, a kind of a quick way to kind of let you know what this is, what this was starting. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I just want to compare this to like what, like what we had before. So like right now, if we go to the box, you do file new blank app. That's really the only option for UWP. Yeah. 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 And, and you do that and you just given, Hey, here's a grid, go nuts. And, uh, that's about it. And we look at what we had before. Like you might've been able to say, Hey, I want like a pivot app and that'll have a basic pivot setup for you, but you gotta, you still have to do everything. Whereas this, let, let's just say if I, if I have an app, I know I want, uh, a few different pages. I, I want one pivot. I need like a, a settings menu and maybe I want a map on there. I can actually go through this, like you said, this uh, more wizard-like approach and click all of those different things. And when I go up, not only will I have a blank main page, a settings portion with the settings ready to wire up and all the code behind for that, but also a blank map where I just have to like type in my key and they're all kind of wired together ahead of time uh, for me. So that that's like the, the end goal for this. So I can do yeah. something like that. And, and you, you mentioned actually a great topic is you mentioned the map and the key is the, the map control requires a Bing map API key. Wouldn't it be fantastic if when you generate a map control, we told you exactly where to get that key. And that's mm-hmm. what we do. So our uh, the template studio actually sh- uh, has to do's for areas that you are supposed to add in additional code because we have a very strong rule of you are the developer you know what you're doing we will tread that fine line of not doing enough to doing too much we always try to not do uh, too much work for you because it's very code is very intimate and we don't want to make assumptions that are incorrect for you. And then you're going to have to remove all the code. And I like that. So that that's why you don't go out and like auto grab a key or something, right? Yeah. 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 And, and then even if you miss those to do's, so let's, let's be real here. Most developers, they may just go ahead <laughs> and hit F5 right at the beginning. Cause I know I, I, I want to get to F5 very quick. Yeah. On that screen uh, down at the bottom, we have automatically put in, you know, Hey, 
here's where you, you know, this key is missing. It's in red. So it's very visible to you. So even inside the application, you're kind of getting your reminder to yeah. go ahead and get your key. And, okay. and even if there is work for you to do as the end developer, no matter what, every app we generate will be compilable. It will be runnable, it will be executable, or you can go through and click everything. Just certain things may not fully work because of that. Like the background task, it triggers, but we don't do anything past that because we don't know what you want the background task for. I love this. I love that. Yeah, this this solves a lot of my problems because yeah, for me, you know, I I only play around with UWP every once in a while, and it's always kind of a pain to get those things up and running, and I have to go all different places and and find different pieces of information. And I'm remembering a situation where I had uh, James Montemagno was behind me, and we were doing some Xamarin stuff, and uh, I was having an issue, and uh, I said, "Hey, James, I'm having an issue." So he he turns around, and he goes, "Move," and he you know he does this, he like fixes the issue, but then he went into like. He was like in every screen, he's like, you need a navigation controller. And, you know, he's like doing what, what you're talking about, where he knows like all these things that he has to do. And it's just in his head because he's made like 50 different apps, yeah. right? The guy can make an it's app not- in, in like 10 minutes. Um, so you've basically like automated that that part of James, I think. <laughs> yeah. but and then, and then the other great thing we did was we actually partnered with the community here mm-hmm. to be sure that we weren't making insane uh, um, assumptions. Like a big one was for MVVM is we were we approached that very cautiously because everyone has an opinion and everyone else's opinion is wrong. Like me <laughs> exactly. versus Michael, we you know it well, almost mine is right though. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but what we did was MVVM Lite was we directly reached out to Laurent. We actually yep. pitched this idea to Laurent before uh, anyone else to say like, is this? Are, is this a good idea? How do you <laughs> feel about this? And we directly worked with him to say like, hey, we're making these assumptions. Does this folder su- layout make yeah. sense? Does this Is this the best practice we should be doing? Is X or Y wrong or right? And he worked with us um, along with even the community. There was some, stu- some minor stuff uh, and some big stuff that we had to tweak because of feedback. And we were very, very community focused and feedback focused. Okay. Um, we, we occasionally make wrong calls and we're all for making the right call. Okay. Or doing the right thing. Sorry, not making and, the right and, call. And also one thing to tie back into this is that also this is something that was actually asked for by the community. We run a lot of different developer surveys and during those surveys, this was, I believe, the number two ask for multiple right? years running, actually. For multiple years, the, mm. they wanted the templates back just like they had some templates in the past. But this time, instead of just giving them a couple of templates, we're going to let them generate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, you know, looking forward, this you've got me convinced this is awesome. I want to use this. How, how, how can I get this? Is this something that's going to be shipped with Visual Studio? Is it going to be like in the gallery? Do I have to install a standalone Visix? Or is it like I configure my Git feed? I mean, there's a lot of ways to do something like this, but how is it going to work? So the primary way right now, how everyone will be able to acquire is in the Microsoft Visual Studio Gallery. Uh, We also do have a nightly build that is on my get. Both instructions can be found at aka.ms slash WTS, Windows Template Studio. That will redirect you to our GitHub, uh, and we have full-blown instructions on there. And we'll make sure that's in the show notes. Yeah. So how do I just walk me through this? Because I know like in in Visual Studio, there's uh, extensions and updates. Will it be in there? Yes. Okay. Okay. So you you download the VizX. Yeah. Yeah. So So you you just go in there, you you 
it, you search for it, you find it, you click install, restart Visual Studio, it's going to install, okay. and you're good to go. If so, you install the nightly, it's a slightly different process where you actually have to add in the, config, uh, the, the feed, but it just works. So, and, like, we're, we're the, the guinea pigs for the nightly, typically. Yeah, and, and the main thing is, is that after the, the takeaway here is that after you install it, all you have to do is simply just spin back up Visual Studio and go back to, to, to the Universal Windows uh, application templates, mm -hmm. and you'll see from there there's going to be a new template that's going to be added. Okay. And one of the cool things that actually I'm, I'm personally proud of is we decoupled the templates from the VizX. And this is cool because if there's something that... Oh, okay, so they update. Okay. The updated, and we don't need to update the, the actual physical engine mm -hmm. of the extension, we can push an update... If we want it, it, the next time you run it, you'll get that update for the template. Okay. So, yeah. uh, like, imagine after build, uh, someone gives us an amazing pull request for um, a new control or a new new page um, or a new framework, and if it doesn't require an engine update, we can actually push that live pretty quick. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, somebody that maybe is a line of business developer may want to use some of the controls that's available, and they may want to put together a nice little <laughs> dashboard and it could be something that's, you know, something that the community would, would absolutely love to have and, and other, you know, business, line of business developers would love to have. And that page would automatically be, you know, pulled in and it would be inside of the uh, template generator. Yeah, okay. and on top of what's currently there, we currently have six pages. Um, we're going to add in more. There's actually already a community. Uh, we have two really fantastic community members, uh, Matt Lacey and James Croft. Um, they've been doing amazing they've been, stuff for They've us. been helping out. We, we actually have a small little SWAT team of Microsoft MVPs that are helping us out, community members, um, and that's who we're throwing a lot of the ideas, and they're uh, contributing back with pull requests. Uh, there's currently actually already a pull request for, I believe, the charting control with tel uh, from the progress Telerik controls okay. uh, for an LOB-style uh, control page. Cool. So I'm, I'm a little slow, so help me understand this. Is there... Is there like when, whenever I step through this process, are there like multiple templates that I can start with or or is it always the same one? And I'm sort of set telling it how to build it. So it's, it's the best way I like to call it is pick your own adventure. Okay. So for the wizard right now is broken into two pages. It may actually be broken into the future into three because very quickly I feel like we're going to balloon out oh, on yes. pages and features. Mm -hmm. But um, so the first page is is pick your project type, which we have as a blank page, which you, you're smart, you're gonna pick and do whatever crazy uh, uh, magic you're gonna pick. The next one is a navigation pane, which is pretty much a non, uh, uh, synonymous across all of Windows, which uh, you know some people call it the hamburger menu. Mm -hmm. And then you can do a pivot tab. So that is a design you know, choice that you make that ripples across your entire app. So we call okay. that, that is a fundamental, uh, uh, pillar of your app building block building block yeah mm -hmm. the next one is uh what framework do you want do you okay. want uh code behind do you want mvvm light do you want we have a generic mvvm implementation as well because some people don't like uh exactly. taking a dependency um we also are looking at other uh, uh frameworks but mvvm light was actually that we know is the top is the top third-party library out there uh for in terms of uwp apps so we we literally implemented it ourselves because it's a top ask. It's a top used item. And, so and, yeah, and, and one thing to add on to that is that 
we've heard very loud and clear that there is those times, and especially you know when I have spent some time, I spent you know eight years or so working in healthcare, where you could absolutely not use any type of library in Vivian Life. Mm-hmm. And I remember being penalized and not being able to use that. And I've heard recently of more people that cannot use certain libraries and locations. And that's why by default, we, all can, we also have just NVVM code, code on top of those, those files that you can okay. use. I suppose offers a powerful set of file management APIs with which developers can create applications, which can create, open, edit, and save the majority of popular business file formats. Their product range supports a multitude of file formats, including Word documents, Excel spreadsheets, PowerPoint presentations, PDF documents, OneNote, Outlook, Project, Visio files, popular image formats, and many others. Aspose produces APIs for .NET, Java, and the cloud, which can be utilized in almost any modern language available today. Visit www.aspose.com for a free 30-day no-limitations trial. And if you get stuck, message the friendly support team for help. All technical support is offered free of charge. Remember, if you're a lucky winner, you will receive a free developer small business license for Aspose.Words for .NET, a powerful toolkit to work with Word documents in your applications. And you guys so, mentioned uh, pull requests at one point. Does is this whole thing open source then? It, it oh, is actually yes. open source. Ooh. So we open source like from from everything from the documentation to the engine. Okay. Uh, every part of this is actually open source. We we're leveraging the Visual Studio template generator, believe it or not, which is also another third uh, another uh, open source project by the Visual Studio team. And we actually uh, have multiple feature requests for them because based on the stuff that we need to, to, to do to generate our templates. Yeah. So, you know, if I have my own like library or something that I think that would be really helpful, maybe I've got like a whole bunch of UWP helpers, extension methods, maybe my own controls. How easy is it to plug something like that into this and make it a pull request so it's available for everybody? So uh, we have kind of, we have a, a, it's a principle, contribution guidelines. There we go. Yeah. Um, as I look at my GitHub page here. Uh, so the bi- the first thing you, sh- you should do is open an issue for what you want to do. And much like every good dev, every if it's a concrete individual item, it should be its own issue. Mm-hmm. Not, not an entire grouping thing. Here's everything I want. Yeah. <laughs> um, those will get me very, very annoyed, and I will delete all but except the top item. So... What you need to do is create an issue and then let's have a discussion. Key thing is a discussion because this isn't just for you. It's for the entire, the one that we build out will be for everyone. Now, the cool thing is, is because this is open source, you could point at your own CDN and have your own templates uh, in your own to do whatever you want. Oh. There's actually another request that we had was being able to merge the official and a custom not totally sure how that's going to work, but it, it is a, a request that someone did have, and it's, a, it's an interesting idea. Yeah. If you have open source, uh, I'm sorry, if you have uh, controls or something you want, let's have a discussion and see how that works best for everyone, not just potentially your use case. And, yeah. and by doing this, it really ensures, you know, a lot of the times I believe, especially in, you know, healthcare and some of these other you know, industries, you know, they want full control. And they're afraid somebody's going to abandon. And, you know, if you have your own set, you know, a, a team there and you decide that you want to use this, you may decide, hey, you know what? I don't want to stay in, in the official branch. I, I, want to, I want to do my own thing. And we want you to be able to do leverage the work that's already been 
has been put into the student. Yeah. You guys, if you want to forfeit. Very cool. So, you know, we, we covered about uh, getting our own code in there. What if there's like this really cool third-party library that I don't own, have control over, and I'd really like to see part of that included into like one of these templates, maybe like in an MVVM light style. Is there a good way to do that? Or is that something that I'm just going to have to uh, I wait for those authors to, you know, try to integrate with you guys? So... If you would want to cre- to do the heavy lifting and, and create a pull request with that, I'd say 100%. Uh, what we'll probably end up doing is work directly with that author library to be sure they're okay with it as well. Yes. Like, we did not want to assume that, like, Laurent would be okay with us including MVVM Lite. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we, we make sure that they have proper attribution. We make sure that in our uh, – there's a summary pane in the right-hand side that when you select their – uh, framework that you know as the end developer, you are taking a dependency on their license. So we ship under MIT license. They may ship under some other license that you as an end developer have to respect. Oh, that's a good I point. Think the thing there is make sure that that third-party author is aware of, of what's kind of going on there. Most of the time, in, in, in my time in the community, most of the time if I bring up to somebody and say, hey, you know, this right here would be a cool fit for your project, and they're, you know, they're an author of some yeah. class, you know, framework or control or whatever. They more than likely would want to be a part of that. Yeah. So make sure you check with them and then then rock it. Yeah. And then the other big thing that uh, I'm a firm believer in is to follow back up with them to be sure that what you generate, what what is there is in is what they envision is their because it's kind of their baby. Like, is it the best practices? Does it show their product in the best light? And be sure that. They're okay with it being added added in. Mm-hmm. Is what's generated is the best code possible. Okay, so this thing, I mean, this thing sounds great. I mean, I I definitely want to use it. So I'm just curious, um, and you know, I don't want to ask something that you you do any roadmap stuff you don't want to talk about. But like, why wouldn't I just want this installed by default in Visual Studio? I mean, why do I have to jump through through a separate <laughs> hoop? Because it seems like everybody would want this. Uh, I, I agree, and I hope everyone would want it. Yeah. Uh, the reason why it's not included by default is because we literally created it back in January. We yeah. started. Yeah. We, so after after VS shipped, yeah. Yeah. So we um the the story behind it kind of was after we we had the kind of brain powwow of hey this seems like a good idea. Yeah. I yeah. went and locked myself in my office for a couple of days, and out came a fifty page spec and. We, fl- we basically kind of talked about it, shopped it around. Did anyone seem like this was a bad idea? And then came the MVP summit and we pitched it to all the MVPs in the room. And that was kind of our final, is this a good idea? Is anyone going to just go, what were you guys? And pretty much everyone's like, dude, this sounds awesome. And, and it was more than, you know, it was, it was awesome, but it was also was, how can I get involved? Because I care about this. Yeah. Yeah. And then we care about making this. And then afterwards, we actually had a focus group where we locked, uh, I think it was 20 MPs yeah. in a room. It was the largest and focus group, actually. It was the largest focus yeah. group. And then we, what do you guys want in this? Like, we, they didn't know we had this giant spec there. We were just saying, what do you guys want? Like, what's this? And we helped do like prioritization exercises to be sure that when we uh, said, here are the six pages, because there's finite amount of time and there's finite amount of resources. 
are we prioritizing correctly or is there something we didn't expect? And there's a couple times where they surprised us and we adjusted mm-hmm. our priorities accordingly mm-hmm. to reduce the So if I, if I already have like a basic app and your, <laughs> your sort of file new project, you know, if I, if I went through your template engine, if, if yours is like, I don't want to say better, but if it has features, features that I didn't implement, like what's my best strategy for implementing those? Should I just like kind of go through that process and then kind of so, copy so is and your paste? question kind of like, oh, I want to backport something into a pre-existing app? Uh, yeah, basically, basically. So, so going back to prioritization, yeah. um, we have of said spec. There is actually like a good probably five plus pages on adding to existing. Yeah. Um, we do have a proof of concept to right-click add into uh, an existing project, but we had to prioritize yeah. uh, and ship because, like, a project like this could be death by a thousand cuts. Mm-hmm. So we said, "Hey, you know what? Time out. This will be uh, in a near future item. Maybe a V11, maybe maybe V12, yeah. but it is yeah. definitely an item that we want in the future. Um, along with, uh, we do have a little bit of." Uh, uh, code debt, I'll say, yeah. uh, because the interesting problem that we actually hit the entire building this was uh, I called it n times or m times n problem of we get into uh, a scenario where testing it and building it, it's with you know every page has to support three different frameworks has mm. to you know, like yeah. how can we use all this code um, and like code behind MVVM structure radically different mm-hmm. but one thing i will say that they you could do if you already have that existing app at least for right now is that again the project is structured in a way that you could say hey you know what i'm going to generate it with the with the template studio projects and then i can you know maybe copy and paste some code yeah. over because we all i'm thinking that's fine because then i can understand too everything as it comes in yeah, you can, you can definitely copy and paste, and uh, it's a bit more work for the for, for you guys on to do that. But it is something we we're wanting to do. It's just like uh, like a great example of something we wanted to do, but we just we had to make the the, the call was uh, much more robust localization. Mm-hmm. The stuff we produce is actually localized. It's just in US. Okay. Uh, because we actually had an early wizard, and and now you get now what everyone sees is the much more advanced. Um, but we were testing it out; was it was very hard to localize stuff. We weren't doing it automatically. There's but you have to find you make a priority call to people. You guys can do the additional localization. Okay. And and I will have to say, um, even doing that backporting method is with this is way easier than like uh, currently. E- even this morning, I was copying code from one project to another, only failing to realize that oh, now I got to install all these NuGet packages because my code is relying on that. And by default, you bring in some ones that make a lot of sense. I, you know, JSON.net is one that I pretty much have in all my projects and is. You know, I generated one uh, earlier, and hey, JSON.net was just in there, and it was all working right from the get-go. Yeah, we, we only take a couple yeah. dependencies on third-party libraries like JSON.net. We do. Everyone does. So yeah. it's just, I think it's part of .ASP.NET 4 yeah, and, and well. The, so I feel fairly confident that we can get away with that one. Yeah, yeah <laughs> even if you run into an issue where you can't use it, again, 
you can always strip out that pieces of code and and put in something that that works for your organization. Yeah. Very cool. Anything Very else you guys wanted to mention that we didn't cover? I think we should touch at least on design and the apps being on uh, the apps being designed. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that at least uh, I've seen a couple of times is people will create applications and they'll put them in the store and they'll work great on maybe their own machine. <laughs> and so with this, obviously, we worked and spent quite a bit of time with designers to make sure that when you generate an application uh, using our generator, that it will automatically you know, spit out the right code to adjust to different types of screen sizes, you know, from the smallest of screens all the way to the largest of screens. And then it's also pixel perfect. So you don't have to worry about, you know, you know, maybe is this, uh, is this, where should the settings menu go? Oh yeah. And the, the design guidelines, it shows settings goes at the bottom. So stuff like that is kind of just baked in and it was it's for free. Yeah. And, and I think people will enjoy that because at least as you know, my life as a dev, I never really cared too much about the design part yeah. of things. Uh, so were your apps all battleship gray then? <laughs> they were. Yeah, and then that has me coming in going with this is one pixel off. Exactly. <laughs> and and, you know, and that, that actually those are some of the things that, you know, they were able to help us make sure that if you generate an app, you know, using this tool, then it's going to generate it and it's going it's going to adhere to the losses. Okay. That's great. Okay, let's move on. Uh, so we have no picks of the week, so we'll just skip right to this game picks that we played. Picks of the week is Windows Temple Studio. Let's not care. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's our dev tip of the week, our Azure pick of the week. It's everything. <laughs> Actually, by default in here, uh, I'm looking around. I see the Azure Notification Hub yes. integration. So well, we go. got Azure in there, too. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, we have Azure. We have, uh, there's a couple other cool toys that we want to add in in the near future as well. Okay. So let's start with you, Clint. I need you to pick a number between one and four and let me know what it is uh i'm gonna pick number four number four would you rather okay here we go would you rather have to use a toilet that is really really filthy and gross that's two reallys or use one that's clean but where the water is bubbling in the bottom and you think that it's going to spout up at any time (laughs) (laughs) oh when i just go to the the uh find another restroom and i was gonna say this is when our this is when our guests are like why did i come on the show does the dirty toilet flush is there like, like this, is, this is one of those questions like what is the exact circumstance i know i know there's always more questions than answers yeah, I, here yeah i would just that's the entirety of the information so this is the engineer coming out in him right now is I was <laughs> trying like, to drill down. Yeah. Further. I, I'm like, what's the, what's the resource? Just pick one. And, you uh, have three I'm seconds to pick. Which one? I'm going to go with the bubbling. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going I'm to be, uh, cause it does say, it does say that you think it's going to happen. <laughs> it is. It means, Hey, someone could just put a piece of dry, dry ice in there. Yeah. But the thing is like, it says that you think it is. So you've evaluated it. And whatever I evaluate it, I'm thinking I'm going to a different building. <laughs> <laughs> but you really got to go. Oh, okay. Oh, Ready, Michael? Your yeah. turn. Yeah, Let's Michael, do it. pick a number. Let me cross this one uh, off. Hold on. Okay, I'm going to go one. Number one. Okay. You too have the toilet question. <laughs> <laughs> After finishing a meal, not in a toilet, uh, would you rather learn that your pork was actually hamster meat <laughs> or that the red beans in your chili were actually beetles? You know what? I think I could do beetles. 
Uh, I could do the Beatles over the hamsters. It okay. goes back to like you know some of the bugs or delicacies. Yeah, a lot other... of people eat Beatles. I could do the bugs. It's a source of. Uh, I protein. could do it. Yeah. One hundred percent. You know, they actually at the uh, Mariners game, uh, they uh, they have the uh, the fried cockroaches. Mm-hmm. Really? Believe it or not, yes. Oh, wow. You can get fried co- cockroaches there. So I'm going Beetle. Oh, that's one hundred. That's good. I'm to in. Know. Well, it's yeah, funny he's too because because like the hamster. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's like he's like where are they? Get some. Where are they? And when, it is uh, a lunch right now. It's, it's, and and um, where is where is Clint's toilet? <laughs> yeah. I'll okay. probably be needing that though. Yeah. I'm gonna need a shower shortly. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Carl, you pick a number. I'll take number two. Number two. Would you rather always wear earmuffs or always wear a nose plug? Earmuffs. Yeah. I I think I'd rather have that. a little bit muffled hearing than not be able to breathe as well. I know, and I think some people use that as like a fashion thing. So plus, yeah, could they be earmuffs that have uh, headphones built in? <laughs> yeah, then it's then it's brain dead. I yeah. mean, I, I wear these like twelve hours a day, anyways. <laughs> wow. Okay. I just let coworkers listen to whatever music I'm listening to. I'm, yeah. I know all of I know all of Clint's musical taste. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay, so uh, where can people like find you guys? Either you pick either one. Where can people find you guys? Twitter, oh. website? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can hit me up on Twitter at MB Crump. I have a personal okay. blog, uh, michaelcrump.net. Okay. Uh, one of those two places. Yeah. Uh, for me, primarily would be Twitter, Clint Ruckus. So C-L-I-N-T-R-U-T-K-A-S. And yeah, I respond to pretty much everyone. Perfect. And then we'll have links in our show notes to all the stuff that we talked about. And uh, where can people find you, Carl? You can find me on Twitter at Carl Schweitzer. And you can find me at ytechie.com or on Twitter at twitter.com slash ytechie. So guys, thank you so much for coming on here and talking to us about one of the build announcements. Thank you so much for having us.